What's up, guys? What up? What up? What up? Sounds like You already know. <laughs> we, yo, bro, we need a sound. Who's this guy? Is Jada Kiss's laugh, bro? <laughs> I'm, I'm calling it now by the, let's see, we're at episode 27 by like the 40th episode. We need a soundboard. We need something in there for, for our little effects and things that we can just press on. Yeah. I haven't heard Jadakiss' name in so long. Like, Bro, he, just did a, he just did a versus battle with Fabulous like a couple weeks ago. I didn't even hear about that. So that just goes to... Bro, he was wearing all yellow. He, um, yeah, it was funny. He was drunk. He was, he was drunk, lit. He was I feel lit. like all of them... All of them be hella drinking on those verses. Uh, T-Pain was hella drinking on his with... Uh, I heard people be bullying... Yeah. I heard people be bullying T-Pain. Lil John, my bad. Yeah, yeah. They were. They were. But, like, um, people, people need to put some more respect on T-Pain's name. Like, fam. Dude, that's what go. I'm saying, bro. Nobody really, like... All the slaps he was playing, all the, like, shitty pioneered, and, like, all the features are, like, highly slept on. I love T-Pain. He's probably one of the best performers I've ever That's seen. That's probably why people don't like him. Because he's... Yeah. He'll probably take the spotlight or it's, like... Probably. They're probably just scared. It's kind of like the Drake effect. You know, I kind of wondered about that too. Like, just when I think about like, you know, some of the artists that if it were me, I'd for sure work with them and make sure that they were on my project. And it's like, how come people don't work with them? And I could just assume like they're probably shitty people in real life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, the there's something. There's probably something there, but it's probably to us. It's probably nothing to the industry. It's hella annoying. So yeah, I don't know. Oh, I went to that award show and, and I said, what's up? And you dissed me. So I'm never on a song with you ever again. Like, damn. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, um, but this is Skywalker Mike. Hey, okay. That's, that's my co-host. Uh, that's cool. I'm right Arita's here. That's cool. And then we got, uh, Ace my and- name is young flockily sincere, big chilling guys out here. Quarantine, quarantining. Or are you saying that you are a big chilling, or is that a new nickname that you're adding? To oh, AKA big, big chilling. Cause I'm big. I'm done. No, just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you, you Low key, like, yeah, I'm big chilling, bro. Like, uh, that'd be, <laughs> all right. That'd be pretty cool. There's an, ice, there's an ice box where my heart used to be. I'm just out here. Damn it. <laughs> Look, man. Shout out. Shout out to young O, Maybach O. <laughs> Omarion don't age, bro. Omarion's the shit. Yeah. Anyways, how are you guys? I know we've been like tapping in all week, but. We're good. I'm good. At least yeah. I'm good. I'm pretty good. Just chilling. No entanglements? On, no entanglements? Working, nothing crazy? Working on some stuff. I'm not going to touch on that. Working on some stuff with <laughs> some friends. You know, as usual, just at home. Watching movies, uh, reading about random, random shit that's happening in the movie industry. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, we're gonna get to all of all of these topics. But before we do, follow us on Soundflick Pod Instagram. We got YouTube. Check out previous episodes on Spotify, Anchor FM, Apple Music, wherever you listen to your podcast, you could find previous episodes there. But today we got a lot lined up. I kind of mentioned some of it already, you know, talking about some movies, talk about some news, talk about some like upcoming productions. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of, it's a weird world with movies. Now I know we keep mentioning that and c- kind of keep bringing it back, but I mean, it's, it's kind of, 
every day every day it's like yeah just just a different literally a different day as opposed to pre-corona i guess i i think oh sorry go ahead no you're good okay so i think one thing that quarantine kind of showed me at least because like i don't like feeling stagnant so my assumption is that there's like if i feel this way there has to be at least a couple other million people that feel the same exact way right so i feel like across all boards like whether it be like music film animation whatever the case is right um it's kind of separating who's really about their shit and who's not you know what i mean Mm. because you get people out here making secret films you got people out here writing scripts you got people out here designing you know what i mean yeah quarantine definitely required everyone to if if that's what you said that you wanted to do then now's the time to do it you know right and if you aren't doing it then you probably didn't really want to do it yeah Uh, but what makes me sad man is just driving around and seeing empty movie theaters bro like you just see empty parking lots. It's just the movie theater by itself. And I'm like, I could be watching Black Widow right now. There's so many movies that should be out right now. Like, it's There's insane. so many. Like, Tenet, it's like we could be watching Tenet right now. Tenet. And, and Mulan. Bro, seeing all, like, when you pass by a movie theater, it's all lit. It's all, like, yo, like, you get the feel like I want to be at the movies. It's all, like, just there's no lights on. It's just all dead. It's just, it's, but I don't know. I've I've heard some movie theaters are like renting their spaces out to like churches and stuff, which is pretty cool. But yeah. now that everything's locked up again, it's like, I mean, they got to get money somehow. Right. I mean, hey man, they shouldn't even be doing church. Like, it's, it's not, they shouldn't be getting together. But I understand. You that's know. yeah. I feel like that's the equivalent to a movie theater because right. it's the same exact setting, you know, but mm-hmm. only because of the environment, not because. I don't want them practicing what they preach, but you right. know, there's different ways nowadays, virtual churches. Yeah, like prior to Corona, um, when I was growing up, there was a there was a pastor who left one of the churches that I was a part of and wanted to start his own. And before he got a building, he was using a movie theater to do it. Okay. And like everybody would meet at the movie theater to go to go for service. That was kind of cool. And that actually gave me the idea. I was like, oh, so anything could be done at a movie theater then. Like it's just a space now. So, like you can right. throw a party, yeah. like, you can have music video showing, you can have yeah. whatever you want. But I mean, was, like, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's advertised as much that you mm-hmm. can just rent a movie theater out and do what you you don't even have to watch a movie in there. Like they don't care. You're already paying for the time to be right. in there, you know. So, so, but I mean, yeah, I guess it wasn't advertised when movie theaters were open. You know, I know sometimes there's like a ad before the movies, but that's usually even before the previews. So the song don't know what you got till it's gone. <laughs> Hopefully it comes back. But All yeah, I know is that Harkins charges a hundred an hour. So that's not bad. It's not bad. It's not bad. Because if it's like I mean, that's like renting a venue anyway. You know, if you get like a nice venue and you throw a party, it's probably gonna run you like four hundred, five hundred dollars to rent it for the night or for yeah. you know right. And, and at least at a movie theater, they have concessions, so you don't even have to provide that, you know? So you just walk out and go to the concession stand, bro. Be yeah. chilling. So the minute that we get cleared to get back into the movie theaters, what I'm hearing is a sound flick oh, party yeah. in, in the in the movie theater. Very and, so, very much so. Imagine if they can split the concession money. For what, for, I doubt that they would because that's where they make their most money, but if we right. can get a, a piece of that... Yeah, no, that'd be dope. Also, uh, just want to confirm, drive-ins aren't open. 
Drive-ins are open, guys. I passed by the Rubido one last night. Yeah, they're showing some cool ones there. There's some, yeah. there's some good movies. Some okay. Uh, Palm Springs, the one that's on Hulu, is yeah. at the drive-ins right now. That was surprising to me, but it's it's well thought out. Yeah, I'm surprised that Netflix hasn't just come up with their own drive-in. Yeah. Like they're just like here's a Netflix drive. Well, theater. it's funny you say that. There, there is a theater that I follow on Instagram. They're from the OC, and recently they have been renting out. How come you haven't told me about this? <laughs> it's literally right down the street from them, sir. Like what? No, no, no. This, this. Oh, now it is like now that you moved out to the, the OC, you know this. It didn't pop in my mind, mm. but they just started uh, going to a park or renting out space at a park, and they're doing their drive-ins now because they have a very heavy collection of movies so they can show it whenever they want. Um, right now they're showing like my Monty Python, the Holy grail, uh, a Beatles movie, uh, from like the seventies that they did. And then, um, they're showing clue and knives out right now. Oh, that's I want to go see clue. That'd be hard. That was great, but we talked. That was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, I mean, kind of getting into some quick news, you know, kind of talking about how we're trying to find new things to do, new ways to watch movies. Like it was announced or there was an article saying that movies might be closed till 2021. You know, we like I see I see a lot of movies still aiming to to come out in August. To drop in like November. Yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know. I want to believe that it will come out in August, but. It's really hard to say. It's not up to us, you know. And it, it, the, the things that we love the most and that we're a part of, which is movies and live shows, are like the, <laughs> the things that just won't come back for 2020. Yeah. And it makes me so sad. But it, I don't know, man. I think that they're just, I think a lot of movie theaters um, or just movie studios, I would say, they're mm. just holding back from making the announcement. But I think that they already know that it's not coming out. Either that or they're holding back from uh, creating an agreement with a streaming service that will allow the movie to stream at the same date that they said that it was going to come out for. You know, mm-hmm. that's, I'm hoping for that too. Yeah, I hope so. Like, uh, Hopefully they're just like, well, if it doesn't come out in theaters, we already have the plan B to release it on the PlayStation Store or the Apple Store. Amazon, you know, whatever. Huh? There's been yeah. a few things that have have popped up on Amazon that you could pay for and stuff. Just buy it, like sell it for twenty dollars. Let us buy it right. and cover the day. You know. Yeah, bro. I think that's my biggest concern too. Well, like what I kind of brought up is like this kind of happened when physical albums stopped being sold as much and everything became streaming. Everything became digital download, right? So, like, I'm curious if this is going to affect the box the box office at all. Know what I mean? Because or how yeah. they're gonna break it up between obviously you can't do ticket sales at a certain price mm-hmm. or you know what I mean. So obviously they're gonna be taking a cut where like say Black Widow it could potentially be be like a twelve million dollar movie, right? And so is that gonna affect the revenue because it's gonna be on streaming services? I, I feel like it won't because for for one thing they won't have to do any more public advertising. Like they don't have to go to they don't have to send their actor to like like hella interviews or around like doing the tour for this for the movie you know like right. all that it helps the movie but it also costs the movie yeah. so now so now there's like zoom interviews that they can do and you can do like i feel like that'll be pretty much cutting the budget for advertising in half to where yeah. it could you add to revenue there's a lot of things that it could 
it seems like it seems like and just like this is i guess this is like in hollywood fashion too they're really attached to the old you know to the ways of old and the way that things get done but they should have already created a space inside their studios to do these interviews to hold virtual Mm -hmm. conferences to talk about the movies and then just have us pay like a regular ticket price to a service or it would be more than a ticket price because we're paying from it from the comfort of our home and you know call that a day like i would pay twenty dollars to see black widow or twenty dollars to see tenant even though that a ticket is like you know uh 12 bucks or something like that yeah yeah no no i feel like that they're underestimating the ability of people to stream it and to continue to stream it, even if it's available for one night or like right. a 24 hour period, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they kind of already do it like on time Warner or like, if you have any cable, like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure that you rent a movie from the PlayStation store or like, I think you can even rent movies on like Fandango, YouTube. Yeah. Um, and it's only, it's available for a few days and then, and then they, it goes away. But, I mean, imagine like renting a movie for twenty dollars, and you can watch it four times. You can watch it two two times in a day, and two times the next day before. It's, I mean, not a lot of people would do it, but a lot of people would. Like kids, like yeah. I, uh, that's why the Trolls movie, uh, when it came out digitally, one of the first movies to come out digitally instead of just going to the movies or waiting and pro- and postponing, they pretty much <clears throat> like kids were replaying it like every day, and I don't know if replaying the movie will give it like extra stream like sincere was saying is it is this gonna affect it in a bad way or is it gonna be like music where now it's accessible at all times and you can stream it and they get like a a percentage per stream you know is is it gonna be better for them to be, be dropping digital or or is going the movie route still gonna be the best way tradi- like the traditional route you know, I think that's very interesting because then how do you work out those contracts? Because there's so mm-hmm. many people that are involved in a movie as opposed to who's involved in, in music, you know, in music, you might have like 20 people, 30 people total, you know, but in, in a movie, in a big budget movie, you have hundreds and hundreds of people that are a part of it. So like who gets a cut of the streams right. like, when it gets cut into, into that? way or does the studio just pay everybody out like a flat fee and then the studio itself gets all of the streams that come mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. So, and if it's like that i feel like only disney is really in the in like the greatest of spaces to do that and accomplish yeah. correctly, you know yeah i mean i mean yes and no because netflix has kind of been doing it for a while but i guess disney is a different thing because disney's been around before netflix but as far as disney plus goes um that's fairly new but i wonder how netflix was getting their getting paid for their movies because like a lot of the movies go straight to netflix and Mm -hmm. is it paid off subscription or is it paid off stream like that's the one thing we've never learned about netflix because they keep that close to heart like they don't like right they don't put those numbers out yeah well we talked about it i think it was saying that netflix was actually in debt because of like they borrow money in order to finance a lot of these films and then they pay it back based on the subscriptions that they would get you know they would come out of that but that never seems sustainable yeah we used to talk about oh well if somebody else starts doing what netflix does then you know they're going to be out of business but all of these 
streaming services have come out and Netflix is still thriving. Yeah. And there's something there that we don't know that we can't calculate because those numbers just aren't available to us probably. But I mean, now, now Netflix, like before Netflix was making movies and they were kind of like, they were kind of smaller budget and didn't really have a large or recognizable cast. But nowadays there's a lot of new movies coming out on Netflix because because they, that's where they have to go or they're getting comedy specials. It's like now you're paying more than, than, you know, your regular, your regular every day. Like who knows who this actor is, but then now you get Tom Cruise or Samuel Jackson or like uh, you can get Keanu Reeves, you get Will Smith. You pretty much get anybody in these, in the Netflix movies, but how much does it really cost them? And according yeah, to our productive culture fact checker, there is an estimated $480 million that they make monthly in revenue. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It's crazy. Is that, yeah, I mean, that's... paid off of licensing. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I guess it's kind of like, that's kind of like how streaming works, right? You know, the label gets paid off of licensing or how long they have the contract for that album or single song. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Cause eventually like, cause with licensing too, the way it works, uh, Netflix had those Disney shows like Luke Cage and Daredevil mm-hmm. and now they're gone and Disney can't use them until I think they can start using them next year. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. It's crazy. It like reverts back to them, so like they license it out for the streaming service, and then that's why movies disappear. I was watching, actually, I was watching a movie on uh, on HBO Max, and it was uh, the Pelican Brief, starring uh, Denzel Washington and Julia Roberts, and mm-hmm. literally, like, at it was leaving at at July, on July first. It said on on it, it was like leaving the streaming services on July first. I watched it the night before as soon as it hit 9 30 on june 30th all of a sudden i was watching the movie i was about maybe 20 minutes in and it just stopped oh, like wow. it buckling. and i was like what like what is going on so like i kept pressing like play and then pause and play and pause and it wouldn't go and i tried to like fast forward or, or go back and it wouldn't go and i was like you know i bet if i leave this movie right now it's gonna be gone and i exited it out and I went back and they were like, this movie is no longer available for streaming. And that That's was crazy. June 30th at 9.38. So they went off of East Coast time. Mm. So it was already July 1st in the East yeah. Coast. And they they just took it away, like immediately. It took 30 minutes for them to take it out. Yeah, no chill. That's crazy. They should have been like, oh, wait, what person's watching? Let's just wait. Yeah, I'm like, y'all ain't going to even <laughs> let me like finish watch it. Like, you can see that I'm on this. Like, what do you mean? So I had to go to Amazon and then I found it on Amazon and I just finished it. I went back to where I was at and finished the movie. But at twelve it literally went from HBO Max to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> just like transferred over. <laughs> no, I've never had that happen to me before. So it, they're pretty strict on it, you know. And I'm sure because they have so much money that's invested that yeah. they have to. Yeah, but um, moving on with some quick news. You wanna you wanna talk about uh, the fest that we're doing? Yeah. So 
I had a company reach out to me, Bonfire Live. Um, if you guys don't know about Bonfire, they're based on the East Coast, specifically Chicago, but their team is based all over the U.S. Um, they reached out to me about um, throwing a show on their platform, um, seeing that we did Leap Fest together. Um, they kind of like that, that intrigued them. So I had the opportunity to plan a show for Soundflick Boys. So me, um, it's going to be Norik Daskul, Skywalker Mike, also got the homies DJ McKay, Cam Archer, Nicholas Gray, and of course a good friend of ours, Phantom Threat, on the lineup. Um, so first off, please support us because 100% of the ticket sales go to the artists and 100% of the tips go to the artists. Um, I think there's a big thing going on right now too because I still get random text messages from like promoters like, yo, throwing this show, it's $100 to get on, to be on this Instagram Live to have like a couple thousand people on it. Um, $100. Yeah, I know. It's wild. Um, but I think now's the time to support the people you know, people you love. Um, especially because us being artists, we don't have those opportunities to be doing shows like we were. Um, so August 1st, we'll be streaming live from Serious Cartoons, Records, and Tapes. Um, my goal is to basically uh, the shows we have now is to be able to virtually stream that and do my job of being able to emulate that through a screen. Um, just the same energy, same vibes, same lineup that you could potentially see in the IE, you know what I mean? Um, so August 1st, Soundflick Boys will be performing live at Bonfire Fest and I'm super stoked for it. It's going to be a good night, especially because like there's no, there's no audience. It's literally just all the homies chilling at the record shop. So yeah, it's just going to be us. That'll be, it'll be pretty uh, fun. Everybody make sure to follow Bonfire Live and follow A Sincere for updates on that. Not only that, show. tickets are only five bucks, so um please do that one time. Just one hand, not two hands, but, one hand. Well ten <laughs> if you if you feel so inclined to support your boys. Wu Tang. <laughs> for sure, for sure. All right guys, so what kind of movie do we have on the docket today? What do we watch? So it's another another Netflix movie. Number three in America. Number, yeah, that's cool that they do that. They just started. I doing, love the fact that Netflix started doing that, bro. It makes me feel intrigued to watch this movie now. I feel like they're lying. <laughs> just to promote it, yo. Imagine yeah. it's just a marketing yeah. tool. How you know? How you know it's, it's number three in America? Oh, it says it says it on Netflix. No, I, I believe- know, but I'm just saying how. Like I'm questioning Netflix. Like, oh, how you know? You know that we all watching this right now. They just take the highest streaming movie from the like night before. It changes every day, if I remember correctly. There's a new billboard, bro. There's a new billboard on that. No, That's but all it's all good. This movie was fire, so I feel like it deserves to be in the top three. And it is called The Old Guard. And that is uh starring Charlize Theron. She's and, so fine. Uh, I always get this guy's name messed up, but he's great. Chwet Chwetwell. Elijah Four, I think is is how his name is pronounced. I pronounced it better than I would have. So yeah, that's his name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's dope though. He's always in like super dope movies. Um, I like his his character. It's always like some. He always has like this uh this like mystified look on his face. Like oh, he can't believe that he just did some shit that like messed everything up. <laughs> he's always looking like that. So it was great, but. Uh, the movie The Old Guard um, was super interesting, uh, a concept that uh, I'm not too familiar with. I-, I couldn't really pinpoint it to any movies that I've seen before, but it's basically about um, a group of people who 
have this uh, ability to uh, survive death, you know, and whether they immortality, immortality, so, so to speak. And um, because of this immortality, whenever they died first, that's the age that they're at, you know, right. and, that, and they keep that age up until they're unable to heal themselves anymore. And, um, you know, that could be hundreds of years, thousands of years. Um, you know, we don't really know. They, they kind of left it pretty ambiguous right. on, on how many people have been like that. Has that been the case all throughout time? Is this like a new phenomenon? But uh, it starts out with Charlize Theron, who um, is one of those people. And she has a group of uh, three guys with her. And they are an army, so to speak. And they've kind of influenced a lot of the biggest battles and biggest wars that have happened um, in our history. And they, um, they've died a bunch of times and they always kind of find each other back uh, right. or yeah, you know, find their way back to one another. That's what I meant to say. And it gives uh, me that, um, that real Wolverine Victor vibe, Wolverine Sabretooth yeah. vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That's kind of how the healing factor was, you know, in, in even Deadpool kind of healing factor, it seems like that they could be blown up or blown to bits, you right. know, or maybe like, Huh? How long is that one piece of and, and like regenerate? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's what it kind of feel felt like. It may take a long time, and I think that mm. that when they do, they may be in different places or different areas, and it takes them, you know, from the past. I'm assuming if they died like in battle, and the battle left, you know, and then they regenerate, and now they're just in an open field with everyone that's dead around them. It may take them a while to get back to where they need to yeah. go. You know. Yeah, like, like, yeah, I mean, for like, I think it showed that each time they didn't know if they were going to regenerate or not. Mm -hmm. I think they were always like, this might be the time or this might be the time. Like, right. Every single time they like, they weren't sure. They, they kind of had, you know, I probably, I'll probably come back out of this alive, but then um, there was a, there was a flashback sometime mm -hmm. in the movie when uh, one of them did die. So it was like, I think, she, um, uh, uh, Charlize uh, Theron's character uh, had said that she knew somebody who was immortal and they were no more. They had just died. Like, that was it. You know? And they were like, what do you mean? You, I thought you lived forever. It was like, not not everything that lives, lives forever. So, right. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like the moral of the movie right there. Is that, yeah. you know, we're trying, to, we're trying to, even the things that live the longest eventually come to an end yeah you know, for the timing that, that it comes to an end so um, i thought it was really cool really interesting it the the universe that they kind of painted made me want to know more about like charlie theron's backstory right was she the first one is she you know the oldest one or you know um how does like what line or what lineage do they come from that allows them to do this? And I kind of liked how the movie, like it didn't necessarily give you the answer to that, but it gave you enough information to feel like, okay, this has been happening along like for a long ass time, you know? Yeah. I think luckily too, cause I, I know Charlize Theron already talked about a sequel, which is crazy because it just came out like on the 10th, right? Um, but I think 
like obviously we're not the only people that assume that right uh, only people that feel that way like i wonder where this is in the past so that leaves the opportunity the huge opportunity too especially seeing how good this movie is to create the prequel yeah they could do a prequel they could do a sequel they really you know um, and the movie was surprisingly long which which i appreciated yeah um, because it told me that they really want to invest in in the story and in the concept of this going on and you can basically have anybody play anyone, no matter if they go in the future or the past, because a lot of them look the same, you know, when they died. It's not like that they age out, you know, but um, I thought that that was really interesting because like, imagine if you didn't know that you live forever and then like you just died of old age and then you came back and you're just still old forever now. You're like, bruh, <laughs> yeah. yo, Cause I, I guess can't do it, anything. Because it doesn't kick in until you... Like, you don't, die, you don't stay that age until you die type thing mm-hmm. like the like the marine when she died and she was young and she's like they're like oh she's only a baby it was like yeah damn. and it's like she's gonna stay like that forever so like even there's there's probably a couple kids that they haven't discovered or that were from the past that had that ability you know yeah. it was but, interesting like they found out when somebody became one of them like one of them like they would get it, like they would be dreaming or they'd get a vision and then the other person would get a vision of them. But um I think even at a point of the movie, I forgot his character. Um, the guy who was pretty much tracking them down. Uh Merrick? Yeah, Merrick. No, no, no. The other one oh, that was up. Hopefully. hopefully. Oh, that was uh hopefully. that was yeah, Chiwetwell Elijah Ford. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he, he said that he has he was like while just like discovering them that there was a lot of others like them. Mm-hmm. I think that he had mentioned that and it's like, you guys don't know that you guys actually helping in these wars or these situations mm-hmm. actually helped shape our future for the better. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy that Netflix. Like, made it like that he was like the, the direct, like the new X-Men, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the professor. Yeah. It's that, like, to be um, honest, it kind of now that you say that, yeah. Not you know? only that, but it's like not that it's realistic, but it's not as like it's not mutants. You know what I mean? They're just immortal people who happen to be really yeah. good in their there's, field of. There's no explanation. There's no mutation. It just right. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the CGI went really well too. Like when you kind of see those scenes of um, like uh, I think my favorite one was towards the end remember when she's like in the car and then like falls off the building oh yeah i was yeah, and then I was her, just her hands all distorted and then and you, you see like hear... snap into play yeah mm-hmm. uh, she's putting herself back together i thought it was well put together because it looked real like you can really, yeah, really tell the cgi effects when it came to the injuries that people received like it, it looked really good aside from uh what's his name when he like brought him over his over his head and like he busted his neck um the mm. uh, uh, bodyguard or whatever yeah I feel like he should have just killed him in, in like a regular way but like i thought that was just like a little extreme it was like all right bro like that, yeah. that's that's i think it's crazy how netflix always decides to do like some type of mercenary film that's just their bag bro because like, <laughs> I, have a I have a theory on that i think that that gives them permission to travel because they're like Ooh. all the movies that they shoot the best thing about netflix movies is that they shoot on location yeah. You know, it's yeah. rare that they do movies that are like within a studio or, or anything like that. They really try and shoot at these 
international places, whether it's Morocco or France or the Sudan, anything like that, you know? And mm. a mercenary is just an easy way to get there. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll get a helicopter, we'll drop them off in the middle of nowhere and yeah. <laughs> we'll do that. Like, I, I, I can count so many movies that I've seen on Netflix and I was like, oh, it's another mercenary film. <laughs> like, they're, yeah, like, either look, oh, they're either looking original. for gold or they're looking for a kid or... It's like it, it's like now now at this point they've made it like fantasy mercenaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like interesting. You know, what's next? Like horror horror mercenaries? <laughs> Zombie mercenaries, dog. Horror mercenaries and then we need the comedy mercenary. They did do the comedy mercenary. That's the one it's called Six with Ryan Reynolds. I think it's called something like Bro, that. Bro, that movie was too like it was kinda like um nobody watched it, but it R. A. P. D. Nobody watched it. it was, oh, not that one, no. No, but that, that was that, trash. That movie reminded me of R. A. P. D. just as how Ryan Reynolds was acting. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yes. We'll see what they do but next. One of the things that I like about Old Guard is that they and like what kind of made me feel like that they were invested more was the they didn't just gloss over the backstory. You know, right. like mm-hmm. they really they established even a brand new character in the backstory that you're just like, oh well I wonder what happened to them. Or I wonder yeah. what happened to them. You yeah. know, and, you know, it's it's great how they're kind of fleshing that out as it goes through. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I think with the length of like the movies that they they do, that's always like kind of lengthy. It's more than more than usual, more than your just ninety minute movie. I know there's like tons of two hour movies out there, three hour movies, but to be coming out like this regularly and like actually being pretty decent movies to watch mm-hmm. at home, you know, like it's it's very interesting. But when you have two hours, like you can pretty much you pencil anything in, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that has to do with quarantine, though, because like, how often do we get restless in a movie theater? You know what I mean? If something's like two hours, unless we're expecting it, kind of like Endgame, Once Upon yeah. a Time in Hollywood. You know what I mean? So the fact that everybody's at home watching these movies, they have time to actually pay attention and have like a more personalized. Yeah. I mean, a lot of the t- a lot of the times when you go to a movie, too, you look at like, how long is this movie going to be? Oh no, I don't want to watch that. I don't have enough time, or right i want to go home but like and i know on netflix it's it tells you the length but i i remember you guys in the chat saying that you guys were watching the movie and you didn't think it was gonna be as long as it was you know like even when we watched um the spike lee movie uh the five bloods i was halfway through i was like damn this movie's almost done and then yeah it's another hour you know so yeah it's weird like on netflix yeah on netflix i don't sorry i don't i don't look at the length too much i just oh this looks good i'll just put it on me too. I, I usually just, just put it on. And I wonder if Netflix, if there is anything to that, like because you're making a movie that's for streaming, you may not be restricted in the editing process of like the movie, you know, because some movie studios, if you're going to a theater, they have data that shows how long people want to be at the theater for this long or these shares or anything like that. Because Netflix is giving it to your tv just straight up are they are they giving uh creators more autonomy over like yo you can make this movie as long as you want you Mm -hmm. know people are going to just watch it whenever they can watch it you know they'll find the time themselves of when they want to watch it yeah i mean i'm still i'm still paused on like an hour and 30 minutes on that scorsese film so i'll finish it eventually (laughs) on the irishman (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll finish it eventually so yeah, I think that there's like a link or not a link or like an article that tells you 
when you should stop so that yeah. you watch it's three episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think we said this in the group chat. It was like, this should be episode one. And the episode, yeah. Episode perfect. two. Episode, yeah, no. I love stuff one like that. One of the things that I wanted to point out in the movie was the uh, the romance that they had between Nikki and Joe. Um, just really, they took a lot of time to highlight and normalize, which it should be normalized, but they, they did it in a very, like, in a way that I felt like that tugged at, like, my heartstrings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A lot of a lot of times whenever you see, like, a, like a same, same-sex relationship, if you aren't uh, attached to that, it may be difficult for you to feel something for it. You know what I mean? To, to relate to it in any sort of way. But for some reason, the way that they did this one, I was like, yo, like, damn, yeah, I feel they you. Really, like, they really love each other. Like, damn, like this is, yeah, it was fine. I don't know if it's because they were also killing people, but. <laughs> well, there was, there was a part of the movie where they were talking and they were like, Hey, um, like we've we've fought before, like we've killed each other before. So it's like, like you you learn. I get. I I wouldn't know. I don't think any of us would know because it's hard to kind of determine. But uh, when you kill somebody and they just happen to come back to life, you probably cherish that way more. That's just a theory, I guess, that I have. But I mean, I I, I mean, it's not a real thing. Obviously, it is a movie, but it's weird that. If if you could kill somebody and they came back to life, like how would you feel towards them? You know. Yeah. yeah I, and, bro, that's really really interesting. That's really interesting. Like, yeah. And that's and that's like their relationship because that's what it is. Like they've learned to love each other in different ways because they know that it's infinite, or as far as they know, it's infinite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I appreciated the movie for touching on that. Um, and and because of the time period that they are from, it was like a they have like a lot of romance in them naturally right. that I think our world yeah. currently lacks. You know, like yeah. like when he was able to to say the things that he said about Mickey um, or Joe or whichever one said it, I forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, it came off in a way that it was just so poetic that it was like, yo, this fa- like he needs to make a song right now. Like, like that movie would be fire right now. Like, and I thought it was interesting that Frank Ocean actually was one of oh, the yeah. songs. Oh yeah, Godspeed. Yeah, was one of the songs that was used Godspeed. in the movie. You know. Yeah, it was. I I didn't think that that was like it was gonna play like that when it played. Like she just like was, she was by herself. She just felt lonely. She felt like like what the guy said. She's gonna be feeling the most alone that she's ever felt in her life. Mm-hmm. You know so. At that point, when she put the earphones in and then, like, the intro, I, I already knew what the intro was. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is Frank Ocean. And then right away, just play it. I was like, that's so dope. That's cool placement right there. Right. It's <clears throat> like, like, I think it's another commentary on us being alone. You know, like, people who were born way back when, when they felt alone, they were really alone. Like, there, was, there wasn't yeah. another voice that was around. There wasn't another sound that was around, like, when we feel alone, we can put our headphones on and like listen to music and maybe not feel as alone, you know? And that, that is true. That's like a privilege that we have just with our own technology kind of advancing. The mm-hmm. Yeah. Something about that Frank Ocean placement was just perfect. Like it could have been something else. And I would be like, oh, whatever. I wouldn't have thought Bro, too much thought, about it. I thought the worst placement was the Khalid song, the Khalid Marshmallow song. 
uh, I, after I, the I was after the car accident, and then it just like it's all EDM music playing with the like cut of the uh, like the city. It's all like, but it's all like darkish. Yeah, honestly, like all the other songs, like placements or just selections or whatever, they're forgettable. right, right. I mean, yeah, they're okay. forgettable. Yeah. yeah, just something about just that Frank Ocean track that sticks. Because I feel like a lot of people listen to Frank Ocean. Shout out Frank Ocean, holding it down. What do you guys? What what would you guys rate rate the movie? Yeah, I was about to say what you guys overall. I I would probably give it a seven. I do like that. There's going to be a sequel. They kind of set it up properly. Mm -hmm. You know, who knows? It'll probably take place in a hundred years in the movie because that's that's the the price that that guy has to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, but, or sooner because he's just or like, sooner, yeah, because he found he found that character that was being introduced in the backstory type thing, mm-hmm. which I thought was great, and I had a feeling that that was going to happen when they announced that it was going to be a hundred years before they see him again. I was like, oh, he's about to find this person, and then <laughs> that person showed up, and I was like, perfect, that's great, sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they could have done that. Like, if it was in the theaters, I bet that would have been at the end of the credit. Like the end credit scene? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that would have been the end credit scene. So I thought that was kind of cool. I give it I give it like a like a, can I give it like a 7.7? 7? Oh, so do so do you think this movie cuz all the ratings seem like C's. What's what's your rating real quick since here? So it's like a 7 7. Point like three. Well, okay, let me just clarify. A 7 to me isn't a C. Like, I'm rating because, like, there are not many movies that get 10s out of me. Like, 10 is like, remember the titles. Like, it's like, you know, Back to the Future. Like, those are 10s where it's just phenomenal from start right. to finish, everything about it. Majority of good movies, I feel like we give them, like, 8, 8.5. Right. You know, some of the Marvel movies have been 9s because of how they've tied everything up and how they've showed us stuff that yeah. we've never seen before. So I think for a Netflix movie, giving it like a 7.5, 7.7 is like, that's solid. Okay. Plus it being another mercenary movie. Do you, yeah, I agree. Do you think if this movie would have came out in theaters that you would have probably bumped it up like to an eight maybe? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. I don't think so because I don't think it would have been as long if it was in a movie. It's like I have a feeling they would have cut out some scenes. Yeah, if it was just the way that it was and I saw it on a big screen, yeah probably go with eight but i do agree with you there okay. it came out of i think some of the backstory would have been cut you know like maybe that whole thing with that extra character would have been cut and it would have just had like her love interest and like the story of her losing that person you know what i mean but when they added that element i was like oh, okay they're invested because mm. and that that scene was just crazy like to keep you in a perpetual state of dying yeah that's that's bad it's crazy i think part two they'll find more out about themselves they'll probably meet somebody who has been living longer than all of them combined probably like who knows the thanos of the uh the mercenaries of the immortals i feel like part two they set themselves up for for a better movie because now they have like you said like a professor x like Mm. helping them and cleaning up their tracks you know it's not gonna be as sloppy and yeah, probably a lot more organized. It, it part two might be a little bit better, but well, I, know, I did enjoy it. I did. What's going to make it hard is that they are going to have to 
fight against somebody who's potentially just like them, mm-hmm. you know, and now that's difficult, you know, that that's always the greatest sequel. It's like you fight somebody who was trying to utilize your power in a bad way, you defeat them. But then the sequel is you fight somebody who has your same power. And now you got to figure out how to, how to beat yourself. You know, this sounds like the plot to Iron Man. Oh, <laughs> Netflix. All right. I'm bumping it down to 7.5. Let's keep it there, bro. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's, let's move on. That was a good yeah. movie. Go watch that on Netflix. Uh, yeah. If you haven't, if you haven't, I don't know why you listen to this, but Hey, people watch movies different. Hey. <laughs> Back to uh, being consistent in quarantine. Um, yeah. News came out last week. Right, was the last week? It's like a week or two. Oh, yeah. That a secret movie was taking place between it was shot between June seventeenth and July second. Yeah. Um, starring Zendaya, Zendaya my wife, soon to be, and, and John David Wait, Washington. Washington. Zendaya's gonna be my wife, bro. Speaking oh, no, of existence, no, no, no. she's already married to moi. Sorry, you're yeah, but you're old. She's like my age. Old, <laughs> damn. <laughs> I don't care. Honestly, don't. Well, how old is she? Is. I don't even Zendaya know. is 22, I believe. I thought she was like 25 or something. That's what I'm nah. about to. That's cool. That's cool. But because I used to watch the Disney Channel, I know. Mike is about to swoop I in. I know. <laughs> with his deep voice, I had my I had my juice box watching Jesse and Good Luck Charlie. I'm gonna need y'all to chill. <sighs> Damn, bro, that's a that's a different generation than mine. But For real. <laughs> I watched that's so Raven and and uh, I'm just like, I'm not that young. I'm kidding. Even Steven. but <laughs> but um yeah. So this movie took place um between June 17, July 2nd. Film at the Caterpillar House. Wait, what'd you say? Who else? Who else is in this movie? I was saying who else? Yeah, who else is it starring? You just said it was Zendaya. Um, they only mentioned them. They do mention people like that worked on it but well, not so much people that were like actually so in with them it's zendaya and john david washington right yeah. Denzel the, Washington. yeah the most most notable name that i read from this article it was pretty pretty interesting article given the times uh scott miscuddy's name came up so i was like oh what is he doing but i guess he's the executive producer he's one of the executive producers or investors both, yeah. So yeah. he he was the executive producer, and he and he put money. Up. That doesn't know who Scott Miscuddy is. Who, who? Oh, oh! If you don't know who Scott Miscuddy is, you are uncultured. And his name, other than that, is <laughs> he's not wrong. Kid Cuddy, the Moon Man himself. The Moon Man. Himself. It'd be awesome. It'd be dope if he want if like he won a Moon Man award for this. Mm-hmm. This inception, but yeah. So Kid Cuddy was a part of it. Um, I had a couple other names. Executive producers Aaron Gilbert, Will Greenfield, of course Washington Zendaya herself and uh, Kid Cudi were all investors, so they all put up their own money basically because you. It was around the same time Euphoria got cut from HBO. Yeah, Euphoria season two, it didn't get cut, just postponed on production. Okay. Um, so yeah, like Zendaya, like when. What was Did that? you say that the director was who's directing it? Uh, Sam Sam Levinson. Yeah, so, same, so same yes. director of Euphoria. So when um, production for that got cut, uh, Zendaya went to the director and was like, hey, can you write a movie or like a script in a movie that, you know, that we can work on during these downtimes? And then, you know, later on when quarantine's over, we'll, we'll figure it out and all that. But he pretty much finished the script 
Six days. It took him six days to write the script. Like six days. Like yeah, he wrote this. So I was like, oh wow. So he pretty much, he pretty much was like, all right, let's do this. So they pretty much went through like all these crazy avenues and hoops that they had to jump just to get this production going. Just get clearance to even yeah to even yeah. put this together. And um and one of the things that was key was getting private property in order to film because on private property you could film if, if it was public property they can't film during coronavirus so during these pandemic uh, times any pandemic really but um so they found a, a place in Car- Caramel California I've never been there never heard of it. <laughs> But um, there's a there's a house that they filmed it at. It's like an all glass house. It's called the Caterpillar House. Uh, since here I mentioned it earlier, and it's pretty much just like an envir- environmentally conscious yep glass house. The house flows with the temperature of the outside, so it made it easy for them to film when it came to it being cold, it being hot. Then they barely use any electricity while using it. They don't have to worry mm-hmm. about AC or heat or anything, which is pretty dope too. You know, yeah. I'm interested to see like how they how they like edited the camera work because if it's around so much glass you'd probably see like a lot of cameras in reflections of things you know so i bet that their editing team has to be like on point or else we'll have another starbucks game of thrones fiasco oh god there's also a a random white picture in the back of a game of Thrones episode but just throwing that out there they got they got careless in game of thrones but sam levinson is not that careless he's pretty detailed he's he's, if you haven't seen euphoria then then you should and like just his camera work is really 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 dope yeah the cruise that he gets is is really nice it's pretty much a24 like think of an a24 movie that's how the camera work is going to be for this movie it might it might end up being an a24 movie like right now there's no obviously there's no production company yeah right now it's it's kind of independent who knows it might get released independently but um if a24 likes it they'll be like yeah we'll buy it sorry it's starring two people that are really really on the rise in hollywood right to kind of get you know oscars themselves if they position themselves correctly you know they're they're trying to get to that point and um so the movie's called malcolm and marie yeah and um um, do you have a synopsis yeah uh sort of kind of not too much is released but people are comparing it to the movie marriage story that just came out on netflix so so it has uh supposedly plot points similar to that so it might be you know he's probably in a in a relationship with zendaya while he has a wife most likely and she's probably very stalkerish or something i'm not too sure it could, it could be a little different but um it's it's gonna be interesting because it's one of those isolation shoots and i know there's there's tons of movies that just shoot at one location all the time um but given that this is just a house i wonder if there's going to be any other i know other settings that they did mention was like because it's just it's literally a house and there's no other houses around it it's like in the middle it's on 33 acres of land like all private property like nothing around it yeah so I, I can see there being like stuff in in the forest around or in the trees in the environment around, but um, yeah, right now it's just kind of speculation. I guess because even with like productions going on, like a lot of the times you hear about these productions right away because there's like um, there's film companies uh, or not film companies, advert like uh, E E or um, like there's people doing news stories on it media trying to keep up with it and 
and trying to tell people about it. But with quarantine being down, there's you're limited to going to these sets because they only want specific number of crew. And even then you have to quarantine two weeks before you have to take separate uh, coronavirus tests. There's temperature checks. Um, and even if you're not even the main actors or the main um, director, you can't be on set with them if you didn't quarantine with them. Right. I thought that was very interesting. So, I think I all mean, that's just a big kudos too, because they took it upon themselves, which, which is like it being an isolation shoot is typically kind of like people would assume it's a bad thing. But the fact that they were a knockout, like a whole movie, get everything and more in two weeks. And yeah. given the pandemic happening, take the proper precautions, only allowing up to, what, it was 12 people, right? Um, 12, yeah, 12 people. people actors. When, once they started filming, only 12 people were allowed in the room or wherever they were filming. They had other, like, trailers off off the side near the, near the house and stuff right. for other crews, like uh, costume crews or um, just getting the scripts together and stuff like that. Um, but pretty much they uh, that crew quarantined together and then the other crew quarantined. So no crews were ever getting involved if you didn't quarantine with them. There was no cross-contamination. Yeah. There must be such an interesting filming process. Like, how do you eat? You know, like, how do you, like... Well, so and well, nobody left yeah. their rooms. If you're, like, an actor, director, and all that, everybody quarantined in their own rooms up until it came to the time to shoot. But even then, your temperature was checked at the beginning of the day and checked again at the end of the day. Yeah, and even then, oh, well, go ahead. They had they had their own chefs at, yeah. on like on the property. They had their own doctors, and uh, it was said that they were giving their food wrapped, not like not like it was already prepackaged before and they brought it. They just they made it, they wrapped it, and then they handed it to them. So, just think about the focus that you had, like. All you're doing is work is thinking and working on this movie, even when you're not filming because you're still quarantined on the property. So you're like going over lines. You're only thinking about like the ways that you would do things. They probably had still probably had Zoom calls. You know what I mean? Right. Doing yeah. Zoom calls and stuff. So it was interesting. I Which again, like it, I think is dope because it was only two yeah. weeks. But go ahead, Mike. I feel like it, it could be it could be better for the movie, you know, right. like just having the actor completely focused, the director completely focused instead of like Oh yeah, I have this other side project that I have to go to. I'll be back in two weeks, you know. Like, and then they they forget their lines. They have to come back and they have to relearn everything. So it takes another two weeks to actually shoot what they want to shoot. So who knows? Maybe being focused can contribute to this movie being a little bit better quality. And we'll probably probably see a lot of movies do stuff like this a lot more often. I did hear um, uh, I forgot his name. I just had his name, but another director. Uh, he has his own company in Atlanta. Um, uh, Tyler Perry. He yeah. pretty much is doing the same thing as what um, they did for Malcolm Murray. Obviously, they're doing it now, opposed to being the first crew to do it. But since he has his own team, his own production company, his own uh, crew for camera editors, they're pretty much doing the exact same thing. They're quarantined together. They're going to the location. Uh, they're, ho- ho- they're staying in their hotel rooms until it's time to shoot. So. I mean, if anything, this prob- they probably saw this and this probably laid it out. It, I mean, we'll probably post an article um, somewhere uh, on uh, either in the description, but but there's like a whole list of things that they had to do, like quarantine-wise. Not, not just quarantine, you know, like for two weeks. Like, it's just insane. The During the shoot, just in general, testing, 
the personal uh, protection equipment you have to wear, hygiene on set. You can't touch your mask if you're on set or else you're gone type of thing. You can't share your phone. You have to wipe down everything. If you touch it, you have to wipe it down right after. Right. It was very, very, very in detail on what they had to do. They and should do a documentary just on that. <laughs> that that'll be even more, I feel like oh, that'd no. be difficult in itself. That. We have to put that together. This, it's it's crazy. that way nobody steals our idea. But, awesome. um, as far as far as we know, they could have just pioneered the new way people are going to put together movies. Because yeah. if this pandemic's going to last up until next year, you know what I mean. If people don't stay safe, well, and well, we don't know how long it's going to last. But... Exactly. Or so it could last for a few more years, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like people, as think far as we know, is, they just it's going to be. People think it's going to be gone like when New Year's he, like hits like. No, yeah, New Year, New Me, No Virus. Nah. <laughs> new Year, New Virus. <laughs> um, but other than that, I'm excited for the movie. Um, my assumption, just reading everything without knowing like the synopsis and knowing what they put into it, my own assumption, I'm going to give it like an 8, 8.5. So I'm curious to see, to come back to it once it finally releases and see if I still feel the yeah, same way. I'm not too sure. Like, I, I still want to know more before I, like, mm-hmm. actually think if it's going to be good or not. I think it's going to be good only based off of the <laughs> actors and the directors. Right. That's what I was going to say. Like, we should have, like, a like a prediction, like, gauge also, you know, for our trailers or for, like, yeah. when we read about these movies, you know? So yeah. I, I give it just based off of actors, everyone that's involved in their creativity. I'm giving it a nine. I think it's just going to be something that just knocks it out the park. Yeah, I'll probably give it like an eight right now. Uh, I mean, I feel like it will. You know, John David Washington hasn't has yet to strike out. They even even get a strike. So, yeah. And Zendaya also like she's been doing. The only thing I didn't like her in was really Spider Man, but that's mm-hmm. a different story. Right. <laughs> uh, Thanks, right. Spider Man. <laughs> now, so. But, um, you know, that that's cool, man. I'm happy that, that they're staying productive during this time. Um, you know, creatives got to get creative, you know, the, and the best ones that do that and execute are going to win. So hopefully hopefully we get to see that movie materialize and come out and we get to have a thought about that. Yes. Would you say they're creating a productive culture? <laughs> Shout out productive culture. Shout out Jerry. <laughs> Culture, I had to throw yeah. that in, bro. Um, yeah. But before we go, because we are running out of time, um, we've all been streaming, watching movies. Our group chat's kind of just been flooded with all the suggestions, different things, and us like trying to put each other on. Um, so do you guys have any movie suggestions that you give to the audience right now that we're going to be watching, potentially re-watching because we love it? Yes. Um, I probably won't be re-watching it unless they make a sequel to it. But there's a movie on Netflix. Uh, it's another Spike Lee joint. And it's been out even before The Five Bloods. I don't know how I missed it, but um, I watched The Five Bloods and it recommended me. And I was like, what, what is this? It's pretty much a time travel movie. And it's um, pretty much the entire class. The cast is black. Um, there's probably like one white dude and one Mexican dude. Um, but it's pretty much about some kids that want to figure out how to time travel. But it's for a science project so they can get... Uh, scholarships to like Morehouse and um, like other like uh, prestigious black Ivy League schools. HBCU. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And um, pretty much they try to figure out, they, they spoil alert, they do figure it out. Um, it's very interesting. Like it's, it's kind of, it's very drama filled. And it's also like, it's pretty much the, the girl trying to shape 
something that just happened trying to go back to the past and fix it but every time she fixes it something else goes wrong it's this is always the case anytime you try and change something you mess it up some more yeah it it pretty much has the almost exact mold that back to the future has not as crazy and not as wacky but um so it's black to the future no no mm. black to the future <laughs> It's so cool. So you praise him for that? But every time I say something corny, it's frowned upon. I don't get it. That one, I, it. I don't know. I it, it, it was a little too Over smooth. It. You know? was, was, <laughs> Come on, Sincere. Keep up, man. <laughs> I'm out of trying every day. My pen's getting better. I'm over it. Um, it's what, a good what, one, though. What do you suggest, Sincere? What, what, uh, um, so I fell in love with Palm Springs. So if you guys haven't heard of Palm Springs, it's on Hulu. Um, Andy Samberg and the boys, the, the Lonely Island boys actually wrote this script. Um, basically, it's like a new age Groundhog Day. If you don't know what Groundhog Day is, it's a classic. Classic Bill Murray movie. Literally, it's just the same day repeating over and over and over again. Um, there's a lot of plot holes in this movie i'll talk about it later on once people start watching it and people ask to see it but um i thoroughly enjoyed it basically it just takes place of a wedding weekend andy sandberg ends up getting stuck in this time loop because there's an earthquake that happens at the beginning of the movie and that earthquake triggers this cave to have like an alien type aura in it he goes into that aura aura gets sucked into it wakes up the next that same day and then just keeps repeating whether he he dies whether he falls asleep whether he travels far and like tries to do something he still wakes up in that same morning even if you were to try to go through that loop again like go into the aura he still wakes up that sounds like happy death day a little bit yeah yeah Yeah, yes and no i guess they try to separate it by adding that like earthquake and alien aura to add more like mystique behind it yeah um but also jk simmons is in this movie everybody knows j jonah jameson um he plays roy who basically who basically um, he's at that wedding as well. These dudes end up partying, doing coke together, and then Andy Sandberg ends up taking him to the to the cave, and he gets sucked into there. And then J.K. Simmons. So this is all in Palm Springs. All in Palm Springs. It was dope. shot in Palm Springs. Yeah, I love I love Palm Springs. Palm Springs is great, but is Keanu Reeves in this movie? Keanu Reeves is not in this movie. As far as we know, Keanu Reeves is the aura that causes the day to keep repeating. <laughs> As far as we know, um, but then and then also Kristen Milioti. If you guys don't know who she is, she no. is the mother from How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, super the actual mother. Actress. She's the actual mother. Yes. Okay. Um, yes. She's super dope. I, do I, I enjoy her as an actor. I've been like watching her movies for a few years, um, but mainly from How I Met Your Mother because it's like one of my favorite shows. She's in it. She becomes Annie Sandberg's love interest, but she's also the sister of the bride, so she's the maid of honor. And then she ends up hooking up with Andy Samberg, and then they end up going near the cave. And what happens is that J.K. Simmons tries. So he beca- his goal. Is this the whole movie? You know, no, yeah, no. Oh. the whole movie right no, now. It's, bro. it's not the whole movie. It's not the whole movie. <laughs> but literally, how she ends up in there is that Roy J.K. Simmons tries to kill Andy Samberg. Whether that becomes his goal is just like he's. I'm gonna be here with you forever, so I'm just gonna keep trying to kill you. Um, just for like my enjoyment and then she wow. ends up stumbling in there and then that's where the movie kind of takes off okay so right. interesting. interesting i would say i give it a 7.5 um it's really funny on the referral you're supposed to refer to them <laughs> to I'm, just, watch. 
I'm being transparent. No, yeah, watch it. It's a great movie. Yeah, go watch it. It's really dope. I, I'm audience, gonna watch it. I, I still haven't conver- watched it. I want to converse with you about it. So yeah, we'll talk about it later on. But yeah, Nuri, uh, do you have anything? Uh, no, I do not have anything for for this time. I'll I'll leave the audience with your two referrals. Hopefully, you guys watch that. Um, definitely check it out. It's uh, See You Yesterday, directed by Spike Lee, and Palm Springs, which is starring Adam Sandberg. Um, so Andy. definitely is it Andy? Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Andy Sandberg. Could be Adam. Uh, so, <laughs> I hope you all enjoyed uh, episode 27 of the Soundflip podcast. Um, definitely subscribe to our Patreon and hit us up on Instagram. We have some new things going on, uh, some more content that we're going to be posting yeah. through there. and um, Some more Netflix parties pretty soon. Netflix yes. party pretty soon. We, we have a, a, nice, uh, a nice little community uh, thing that we're going to be doing. Something a little bit different than what you've expected from us, but we – Definitely mm-hmm. hope you guys engage and that you guys stay stay involved in everything we're doing sound flick wise. Uh, thank you again, uh, Productive Culture, for powering this podcast. Make sure and reach out to productiveculture.com backslash podcast in order to set up your own podcast today. Um, do it today and then tell um, tell them that sound flick sent you them sound flick boys. It's the what boys. we do. We them boys. We them boys. But um yeah, it was great to, to chat with you guys and, uh, you know, see you guys out on set. Here. Peace out, y'all.